0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jackson Young, and I'm your host of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. Uh, tonight, I'm here with my co-host, Owen, as always. Owen, uh,
1: how did you enjoy week six? Well, it was uh, it was an interesting week. Lots of unexpected game outcomes. Some very... Um, Sloppy offensive football. Would you agree that statement? It feels like a lot of these games were pretty low scoring. Lots of dis offenses looking offenses that are usually really efficient looking pretty disjointed. Except for the Dolphins, of course. But even the Dolphins were down fourteen nothing to the Panthers in the first quarter in their home stadium. But they ended up uh, blowing them out of the water in that game. it was an interesting week, probably the craziest week so far in terms of the upsets, some games that were a lot closer than many people anticipated, and just some wonky offensive football.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would agree with your statement about the offenses. You know, uh, Jets-Eagles was a defensive slugfest. Seahawks-Bengals, Cowboys-Chargers, which we'll preview
1: c- or uh, recap coming up. Uh, but, uh, Bills-Giants, too. That game was yeah. much closer than I think many people would have uh Predicted 14 wow. 9, I think the final score. The yeah. Bills did not score until late in the third quarter against the Giants at home. Just mm-hmm. some, some strange, strange week of uh, football, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. And I thought a lot of those games that we previewed were going to be, you know, not necessarily high scoring, but have a decent amount of points. And they didn't, yeah, be kind of hard to watch a little bit. Yeah.
1: But would, would, do, don't you feel obviously like there's still. I'd still say it's relatively early in the year. We're six weeks in. There's there's um twelve twelve weeks to go. Um, would you say the offenses has just across the league, with the exception of the dolphins? Like uh, I feel like the offenses have been just kind of down this year. Offensive play has been less efficient this year than in recent years. Would uh, you statement?
0: Yeah, there, there was a stat I was listening to a fantasy football podcast today. And there was a stat thrown out there that last week was the lowest scoring week in the NFL since 2007.
1: That's insane. I was yeah. in first grade in 2007. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's wild. wild. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it just – like how many teams broke 30 points? Was it literally just the Dolphins? I didn't know no, the Lions. Did the Lions get to 30? No. Because they, they were going most of that game. They pulled away late. No, they only scored twenty points. That's right. I little, I legit, I could be wrong. I legitimately think the Dolphins are the only team that scored thirty points. The, Dol- the Dolphins are just playing a different game. <laughs> than uh, no. else offensively, right now, the Jaguars scored thirty-seven. The jag, okay, they did. All right, it's their offense is hitting its stride right now. It is. It is the Colts though. The Colts. I mean, uh, speaking of the Colts, uh, Anthony Richardson out for the year. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's tough. Um, The Colts are a lot less interesting now um, with Gardner Minshew in there. They are. Yeah. So hopefully Richardson recovers well. He can be back for his second year. That's a, that's a tough break there. Um, You know, another team that had a tough break was the San Francisco 49ers losing to the Cleveland Browns, not just the Cleveland Browns, the PJ Walker led Cleveland Browns as Deshaun Watson missed his second consecutive game with a shoulder injury PJ Walker uh he started he started a decent amount of games his career for the Panthers in recent years this is his first start this season um another one of the aforementioned defensive brawls in this game the final neither team broke 20 points um Walker I don't believe had a passing touchdown in this game him struggling in this game against the 49ers defense was not surprising but they got the win uh, the other quiz contemporary in this game, Brock Purdy also struggled against the Browns defense, statistically the best defense in football. Uh, I believe at one point he had one passing yard in the entire second half in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. Wow. So a far cry than the show that he put on against the Cowboys, uh, last Sunday night. Um, Jack, do you have any, like, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? For the 49ers, do you think this is just a blip in the road? Like, you know, not every team can go. So, speaking of which, both previously undefeated teams lost. uh, So, the 1972 Dolphins can celebrate even further. Um, So, for the the 49ers, do you think this is just a blip on the road? Like, not every team can go undefeated? Or do you think there's – do you have concerns there?
0: Um. Not really because their defense is going to travel every week and they still are going to have – their defense is going to show up every game and their defense showed up in this game and they just didn't get enough from their offense, you know. And uh, I I have no concerns about them really. Maybe Brock Purdy showed that – sorry, not Brock Purdy. Waited – sorry, it is Brock Purdy. Um, I thought – I was thinking about Chuba for a second. Um, his brother. Oh, yeah. Um, uh he showed that he's human you know and he can make mistakes and that he's not perfect and yeah he looked really bad in this game but I think a lot of it has to do with the Browns defense
1: they're showing they're showing it there for real I mean the Browns defense is incredible yeah yeah. both both these these are two of the you would argue the two best defenses in football in this game yeah when you
0: hold the 49ers offense with that much talent practically a super team to 17 points you're you're doing something right and I don't remember who their defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Uh, Yes, he is. He he, every time he faces Kyle Shanahan, his his defensive led teams they do well. I don't know if you've seen like isn't uh, he like
1: eight and one against Shanahan? Yeah,
0: something something crazy like that. that. Yeah, Yeah. like he has him figured out. You know. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Like uh, I don't know who the the Forty have the Vikings next. Yeah, next Monday night.
1: Yeah. That should be somewhat of a get-right game, you know. Is that uh, game – where is that game played? Is it in Minnesota? That's in San Fran. Oh, it's in San Fran? Oh, yeah, they, they, that should, should be a get-right game. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, not really any concerns going
0: forward. I think this is more really more about the, the Browns, and they, they're showing that they're a playoff contender right now for sure. And yeah. they're going to get better when Watson gets back, you know, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so for the 49ers, I forgot to mention that Purdy did drive them down the field and their kicker missed a very makeable field goal at the end of the game. So they still could have won that game despite the sluggish offense. I think another important aspect, they lost Christian McCaffrey in this game. They lost Debo Samuel in this game. They lost Trent Williams for a period in this game. Trent Williams did end up coming back. but, like, that's arguably your three or four – three of your four best offensive players missing time here. Um For the 49ers, I do think, you know, there is some concern, like – because, like, this is the first time Purdy's really faced legitimately adverse conditions this season, really dating back to the run that he went on last year. Um because in the NFC championship game, obviously he got hurt like the third play of the game. We really we didn't really see him play against that Eagles pass rush on the road because he couldn't really do anything in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is his first time like he's without McCaffrey and Debo and Trent Williams, and it was in poor weather and the results were not great. So, like that's like if I were to have any concern with the 49ers, that'd be it. With that being said, they're still, you know. In contention, they're still legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I still think it's it's, I still think it's them in Philadelphia who will get to it a bit in the NFC. One of those two teams that I would um, put my money on representing the conference in the Super Bowl. But I think this is more about the Browns' defense. Just Jim Schwartz has been the best coordinator hired uh, this season. He's proving to be that. They're they're everywhere. They're everywhere, man. They have yep. made life miserable for every quarterback they faced except for Lamar Jackson in week 6 Lamar had made some plays against them but every other game man they have just they've just been all over the place um and I think they could carry this team to the playoffs yeah I, I agree
0: wholeheartedly and talking about the backup quarterback for a second I think PJ Walker is a serviceable back, serviceable Back up. he's yeah. going to turn the ball over he's not going to wow you with stats or not he's going to manage the game he's going to make good throws as we saw uh you know he he hit amari cooper on a few deep balls um that that's going to be important to offset the running game uh with the play action pass yeah. i think he's serviceable a serviceable backup quarterback i don't think he's going to light the world on fire no. but yeah, it's it, it could be a yeah. stopgap until watson comes
1: back he belongs in the NFL, I think. Um, yeah. And I, but with that said, like I I have my doubts about Watson. But like yeah. you know, the Browns really the sooner yeah. they get him back, the better. Like despite Walker being a guy who can maybe win you a game here and there.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I it, it, I didn't really watch much of the game. I it, I was seeing highlights and stuff like
1: that, and it was the weather looked pretty. Crappy, so it was not good. I mean, Cleveland. I mean, feels like every game that's played in Cleveland in that stadium, the weather's bad. Every every game that I've watched this year, I don't know what it is. Um, So let's, um, as we've alluded to earlier, the other top tier contender in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, also lost their unbeaten record last Sunday at the hands of the New York Jets losing by a score of 20 to 14. Um, This was a, the Eagles on their opening drive, marched right down the field and scored a touchdown. I think it was a rushing touchdown by Jalen hurts, but the jets defense had their way the rest of the game. The Eagles had one scoring drive. The rest of the game Uh, hurts throwing a touchdown to Deandre Swift. Uh, But the jets picked off hurts three times um, in this game, including And essentially won them the game. The Eagles had the ball up two points. Hurts threw an interception, which I have no idea. I was watching. I have no idea what he saw in that play. He threw it right to Tony Adams, the Jets safety, picked it off. Brees Hall scored the go ahead touchdown. The Jets got the two point conversion. The Eagles actually had another chance, but I think they were just rattled after what happened. They went four and out, uh, and the Jets pulled off the upset to improve to three and three. Uh, in the absence of Aaron Rodgers this season. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't do much in this game, but, again, like, he kind of – he's kind of like P.J. Walker, essentially. Like, if he, he did not have any turnovers, um, he he did – I guess he did what he had to do to win the game, although the Jets offense – the Eagles defense largely had their way with the Jets offensively. This is actually the best uh, defensive performance by Philadelphia all season – but it went to waste, ironically. Um, so, like, I'm going to ask like a similar question. Like, I- I'm going to throw back to the previous game. Like, are you more con- which loss is more concerning to you? This Eagles loss or the 49ers loss? Uh definitely this one. Sure. I would agree for sure. Uh, having
0: said that, though. Uh. I guess, yeah, I'm more concerned about the Eagles, but that level of concern is not that high. I mean,
1: it's not. Here are my concerns with them: um, their offense, their offense statistically, through many st- many like metrics, has been very good this year. Um, but they have not been good in the red zone, and they've they're turning the ball over at a high rate. You know, the only inter- the only quarterback with more interceptions than Jalen Hurts this season is Jimmy Garoppolo. Hertz has thrown seven picks in six games. Now, some of them have not been his fault. There's one where, like, he Dallas Goddard got the ball ripped out by the Jets defender. There's one where he got his arm hit. The third one, as I said, one of the worst throws I've ever seen him make. Probably the worst throw I've seen him make, especially considering the situation of the game. Um, so they're turning the ball over at a higher rate. They've struggled in the red zone. Their play calling offensively is questionable at times. Um with that said, they're still absolutely contenders. I picked them to win the Super Bowl for the before the year. I'm not gonna I'm I'm still gonna stick with them. I'm not gonna go away from that. But I do think I'm more concerned with them than I am with the 49ers at this point. Yeah, me
0: too. Uh I yeah, that the performance by Hertz was yikes. That's <laughs> You would you would have at least hoped that he would have done what Mahomes did against the Jets in Week uh, five,
1: I think it was. Oh, I was I believe it was Week four, but yeah, I get your point.
0: Yeah, and he just he really did not play well, and the Eagles couldn't really run the ball very well with Deontay, mm-hmm. and so they didn't have a whole lot going against that offense. They had they hit, they hit a few deep balls with AJ Brown, and yeah. And Devontae Smith had a lot of bad drops. Um, Devontae
1: Smith had a forgettable game. One thing that really impacted the game, though, was Lane Johnson, their mm-hmm. superstar left tackle, mm-hmm. going down with an ankle injury. Luckily yeah. for them, it does not appear to be a serious injury. They should be getting – they hope to be getting him back soon. We'll see if he plays against the Dolphins this Sunday night. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was – hurts, was, it was not a good game for him. But we have to give a lot of credit to the Jets' defense. When, when mentioning the best defense in the league – we talk about the 49ers. We talk about the Browns. The Chiefs have been up there this season quietly. The Jets need to be in that conversation because they've, this thus far this year, they have faced Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and now Jalen Hurts, and those three quarterbacks have combined to throw three touchdowns and eight interceptions against the, this Jets defense. Yeah. Um, you see why people were so high on them in the preseason with Aaron Rodgers, because this defense is so good that like Rodgers would have would there was not there would not be as much asked of him. All they would need is good quarterback play, which they had not had uh even this season. Zach Wilson, even in this game, was not great. Um, but like the their defense is so good that all really all Zach Wilson needs to do is manage the game, like score 17 to 20 points every game. Yeah. They could make the playoffs without Rodgers. Now, if they make the playoffs, I would not pick them to win a playoff game. I pick them to get blown out. But I think this defense is good enough. They've shown they're up to the challenge against some of the best quarterbacks in the league that they can they they can make they can be a team that can make some noise at the end of the year. And when you look at their upcoming schedule, they're on a bye this week. And their next three games are the Giants, Chargers, and Raiders, so they could get to six and three pretty easily. I I think. Going, yeah, I could see them going two and two and one in that stretch. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, um, moving on to uh, a game that in the early window last week, the Bengals and the Seahawks. The Bengals did what they had to do. They they went into their bye with a win. They are now three and three. They beat the Seahawks seventeen to thirteen. Uh, it was a really a tale of two halves for Joe Burrow and their offense. Um, in the first half, they looked like the Bengals of old. They marched up up and down the field on the uh, first two drives to go up, to go up fourteen seven, I think, because the Seahawks scored in their opening drive. Mm-hmm. Basically, did nothing for the rest of the game. But luckily, the Bengals defense was up to the challenge. Um, being they were out, the Bengals defense was outstanding in the red zone this game. Seattle had many chances to win this game, um, and they just weren't able to do it. And I give lar- – it was partially bad offense by Seattle, but I largely give credit to Cincinnati's defense for winning them this game. Yeah. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this game, and what are your thoughts on these two teams at this point? Well,
0: we were talking about you know the Jets having it quietly – have had a great defensive year. I think the Bengals are right there in the thick of that conversation as well. Um, they're probably a top 10 defense right now.
1: Oh, but, for sure, yeah. You,
0: you know, on that back back end. Um, but yeah. as for this game, I picked the Bengals to win, and I think you did as well. I think we both yes. did. Um, I'm not really surprised. Maybe I'm a little surprised about the outcome of the game that there wasn't that many points scored. It was a little bit more defensive. Uh, Geno Smith didn't play very well. Um, Their offensive line didn't play very well. Um, Their only real saving grace in this game was their run game got going a little bit with Ken Walker. Um, uh, Having said that, for the Bengals' side, I don't know if there's a whole lot you can really take away. I mean, they're they're on their home field. They're they're supposed to defend their home field. They're supposed to win in, in these situations. I would have thought if they would have won that maybe it would have been a little bit more convincing of a win and more of a confidence-building win, you know? And I don't know if the Bengals come out of this game feeling amazing about themselves, you know, like they won by four. Uh, Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. These are probably two evenly matched teams at this point. I would Um, say so, yeah. Even though the records are different, you know, the Bengals are on the upswing now with two straight wins. Um, But I don't know, like – The Bengals still have a lot of issues on offense. Um, Joe Burrow's slowly getting better each week. Uh, I think they really need T. Higgins to step up uh, as the number two wide receiver. I feel like that's what they're missing right now. They're missing a weapon other than Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Um, I think they need somebody else to step up uh, for Joe Burrow, And then that's when they're going to start. Their offense is going to start reaching new levels. And we're going to start seeing them return to what they used to be. Um, and with Joe Burrow week by week, he should be getting healthier, right? Maybe this is yeah, something sweet. he'll be playing with the
1: rest of the year. And Especially so- with the bye. I mean, this bye is very important, I think. In terms, Yeah,
0: of for sure. Yeah, so uh, the Bengals are what? Three and
1: three. And three. three and three, yeah. yeah. And the Seahawks are uh, four and two. Uh, they were three and two because they had their bye last week.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, good for the Bengals. Um, I don't know who they have next, but this um, is the type of
1: momentum they need, you know. I agree with that. They did what they had to do. They were 3-3 three and three through their six games last year, and they were a drive away from going to the Super Bowl last year. To answer your question, though, they have the 49ers and the Bills two Ooh. games after their bye. So um, that's why they needed to win this game. They needed to beat Arizona last week. I am concerned with their offense. I do have, still have concerns with their offense. They showed flashes in this game, but they they got to put a, a full game together against a team that's not the Cardinals for me yeah. to um, fully buy in and say that they're back to being legitimate Super Bowl contenders.
0: Can I ask you one question as it pertains to this game then we can move on? Yeah. Uh, who do you have more confidence in going forward in terms of the offenses for both these teams? <sighs>
1: Like that's a tough question. Very yeah. tough question. Let's see. Seattle struggled against the
0: Rams. Like if you had to predict over predict. the next uh, rest rest of the season, we'll do rest of the season because
1: of their talent, Put more points because of their talent. I would say I would say Cincinnati, and like Burrow's obviously better than Gino um, too. So if he's healthy, if he gets fully healthy over the bye, they have more talent at receiver. I think they're better. They they're coached better offensively, uh-huh. uh, and they have better pedigree. So I would go with Cincinnati. Oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, I don't know.
0: I I would probably stay with the Seahawks as of now. Really? Okay. And I, without looking at the schedules, uh, right. but I think we've seen better offensive
1: football from the Seahawks this year. And oh, for sure. Through through six weeks, the Seahawks have been better. But, like, moving forward, yeah, I would have more confidence in Cincinnati. Although, that's fair, the schedule favors Seattle. They play Arizona on Sunday. So, yeah. that's probably what's helping me. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's probably a toss-up. All right. Moving on to a wacky game that happened uh, two nights ago uh, in which the Dallas Cowboys beat the Los Angeles Chargers. By a score of 20 to 17 on Monday night football. Uh the Cowboys bouncing back from their embarrassing loss to the 49ers to improve to four and two. The Chargers uh falling to two and three, and they have a date with the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. So uh it's looking pretty murky for the Chargers at this point. Um, I think both of us previewed this game. I picked the Cowboys to win by multiple scores. I believe, did you pick the Cowboys also? I don't remember. No, I picked the chargers to win and they you almost picked the chargers. Okay. Um, so my main takeaway from this game is that Dak Brandon Staley is a terrible head coach. Like, I think Brandon Staley is in the conversation. For the you could have taken that time. away from a, just about every game this year. True. Like really, but like this was their first primetime game. So like you could see it like in full force in this game. Um, Dak Prescott was awesome. Mostly Uh huge bounce back performance from him. Justin Herbert played probably the worst game I've seen him play in a while. Um, he missed a wide open touchdown to Keenan Allen. He, he overthrew a couple guys in this game. Uh, most notably that wide open throw to Keenan Allen down the left sideline that I think certainly would have been a touchdown. But, uh, and then he had the ball with a decent amount of time left in the fourth quarter, and he threw an interception. To be fair to him, he was pressured on that throw. Um, but it seems like that's kind of a trend with the Chargers. Like, you never fear them when they have the ball uh, late in games, and this was no different. Uh-huh. So the, the Cowboys the better team. The better team won. But it was there were like eight hundred penalties in this game. It, it was borderline unwatchable at, to the point. Like I understand, like penalties are penalties. You got to call it. But I think at some point the officials have to let the players play. Like if, if a guy commits like a driving fifty and a forty five type of penalty, I would advise leaving the flag in your pocket. Uh, the officials were not doing that in this game, though. There were flags all over the place uh the cowboys they go into their buy it's a good win to go on their buy for the chargers i feel the same about them as i did before i'm not high on them i don't think they're a good football team in this game uh confirmed that belief yeah uh you said the chargers aren't a good football team i do not think the chargers are a good football team
0: <clears throat> uh yeah, they have a lot of holes, especially on defense, and you you, you just kind of knew that the Cowboys were going to have a good game, offensive game, and they had a good offensive game. It wasn't anything great, but uh, their stars, you know, their offensive stars came out to play. C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, um, uh, even some of their tight ends played well. Um, Michael Gallup had a few good catches. Um, you could just tell that they were going to have a good game, and, as the game wore on, you just knew that the Chargers were going to, you know, screw something up offensively, uh, or, or get a costly penalty, or or a breakdown in the secondary, or something was going to go wrong, and they were going to lose that game because that's what the Chargers do, right? It's what they, yeah,
1: it's what yeah. they've done basically my entire lifetime.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, since Philip Rivers was at the as it was at the helm, and even then they were still messing up games. But um, uh, yeah, I mean my my hope of the chargers becoming a playoff team and competing at least for that spot that wild card spot is they're man they're they're waiting
1: as every week progresses here um it's getting harder I
0: believe,
1: so i hear, i'm sorry to kind of interrupt you there um but i believe i picked them to make the playoffs this year over the yeah. dolphins which like i look like a dope for doing <laughs> that yeah. uh, but like I watched I watch them like they lost to Miami I'm like okay and when they lost to Tennessee in week 2 I'm like yeah this team is just just not good they're just not good they don't do like what do they do well other than when uh, Herbert occasionally having a great game uh, I mean he has great games more often than not like Herbert's not the biggest he Herbert was a big issue in this game he's usually not the reason they lose
0: yeah I think that's a fair take yeah usually it's not Herbert. It's because they can't run the ball. Uh, their running game is inconsistent, and their pass defense is among the worst in the NFL. That's why. The team yeah. just shred them through the air, and they can't run the ball to offset that. They can't possess the ball. They don't have any time of possession. And they usually – I don't know where they are in the, in the turnover margin, but I i would guess it's not positive. you know. No. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that – i I forgot about that you didn't – pick them you pick them to make the playoffs of the dolphins that that's like me picking the bears to make the playoffs at this point oh gosh not, not- i should have known
1: better, dude. they're the chargers like they they yeah. they, they will just find ways to mess it up um and for herbert like i obviously i i still think herbert's fantastic i think he's a top five quarterback in the nfl yeah but like at some point like he's got you he gotta start winning some games now it's obvious it's not all his fault like you said running games terrible are inconsistent. Austin Eckler is a good back, but he's a better receiving back than he is a running back. Weird yeah. to say, um, but they're, they're always injured. Keenan Allen's really their only legitimate threat in the passing game. Their uh-huh. coach, I already mentioned their coaching stinks, their defense stinks. But again, you know, like Herbert doesn't really have a signature win yet. And it's we're close to halfway through his fourth season, uh-huh. not all his fault, but like, I think the clock is kind of ticking in that regard. Yeah, a little bit. I'll, yeah. But he, I'll, I'll I'll wait to fully evaluate Herbert and his ability to win until he gets an actual head coach. Brandon Staley is not it.
0: And a serviceable defense, too. And an actual defense.
1: Uh, uh, It kind of reminds me of like Kirk Cousins situation. Like, yeah, I mean, Herbert's obviously better than Kirk Cousins, but like, it's kind of the same situation where like, yeah, they don't sure. win. Now Kirk does have a playoff win. He beat the Saints, I think, like four years ago in the playoffs. Yeah. So he has that under his belt. Um, but like a guy who his team doesn't win a lot of big games, but they are not the reason why that's the case. Exactly. So that kind of wraps up the action for week six. Like I said, a wild, wacky week. Very, very, very lackluster offensive football. We hope for better in week seven. We will see. Um now we'll go to our players of the week. So I told you who I would give my player of the week to before we recorded. I actually changed my mind. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it – it's not a player. It's a unit. I'm going to give it to the entire Jets defense for holding a high – now I understand the Eagles without Lane Johnson. I get it. That's a big piece to of their offense. Still an extremely talented, high-powered Philadelphia Eagles offense to just 14 points. Uh, intercepting Jalen Hurts three times, um, and that's not the first time like that they've shut down or at least slowed down an elite quarterback this season. So the Jets' defense, outstanding. They are good enough to carry uh, this team into playoff contention this season. They get my award this week. Okay, Do you,
0: if you had to pick one player on that defense who stood out most to you, who would you who would you say? I would go with. I, I have one in mind.
1: Quincy Williams, their inside yeah. linebacker.
0: Yeah, that's what yours. I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna He's say Quincy Williams. Been outstanding this year,
1: like he has been. Like PFF, I don't know how much stock you put into PFF's grades. He's like they're one of their highest graded linebackers this season. He's been unbelievable for them.
0: Yeah, I, I like I like PFF. I think it's legit. I think it is too, for the most part.
1: Yeah. I their quarterback grades are questionable I think their grades for every other position I think are good
0: yeah there's so much that goes into the quarterback position and and yeah. grade that it's it's, it's really hard. hard yeah it is hard um, for sure so, uh, yeah. sorry okay. it was uh, so I was gonna say speaking of quarterback uh, my player of the week is going to be a QB um, and it's going to be uh, Jared Goff okay. um, uh, he he was 30 of 44 for 350 yards, two touchdowns, no picks for 107.5 rating in the Lions' uh, defeat of the Buccaneers, 20 to 6. Um, I feel like, in a way, he just kind of like put the team on his back a little bit. Like, uh, they didn't run the ball very well in this game. Um, so they needed to pass the ball and put the Bucs' defense on its heels, per se. Um, but he just, he just looks really good. Like, yeah, he throws the deep ball about as well as anybody, in my opinion. Um, uh, when he's playing well, um, and they they have a lot of weapons on offense now, so they, they probably made him look good. But I feel like he just he's just playing really well right now. It's not getting a lot of credit, you know. So yeah,
1: football. I think Goff, is he's impressed me this year. This is the best he's ever played. I think this is this is oh yeah. I don't want to say easily, but like. I think noticeably better than when he was. Even when he made the Super Bowl with the Rams back in 2018, I think that was large, more so due to Sean McVay. They and had a running the game around him yeah. and a good offensive line. He's actually he's playing the position at an at a very legitimately high level at the moment we'll see if he can maintain it throughout the year but i've been very impressed with goff this season he's he's been very impressive and i considered him for my player of the week um because mm-hmm. they needed to play well to win this game and he delivered so yeah. kudos to Jared goff
0: they really did um and he's gonna be tasked with traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens this week, and uh, that's going to be our next game that we uh, preview. Um, It's the Lions versus the Ravens uh, in Baltimore, I believe. Um, The last time the Lions and the Ravens played, I don't know if you remember, that's when Justin Tucker hit that 61-yard field goal. That's right, yeah. It was two two years ago, I think. Crazy game. Like, unbelievable. And uh, just a crazy game. And my early read on this game and my early uh, thoughts on this game is it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be high scoring. I don't know if it's going to be defensive. I think it's going to be somewhere in, in between. Um, it's going to be a close game. Um, I think I have more faith in the Lions right now, honestly, than the Ravens. Yeah. And, uh, both defenses are playing well right now. Um, mm. uh, Both offenses are playing well right now, Uh, probably more so the Lions versus the Ravens. The Ravens, uh, they had an impressive showing against the Titans this past week, winning by eight points uh, in uh, Munich, Germany, um, against the Titans. Um, And Lamar Jackson is looking really good right now, too. a little bit inconsistent with his re- receiver play um, and his run game, but he's doing all he can right now. And he's playing the quarterback position as about as well as anybody. Um,
1: Can I, can I add something real quick? This is the best there's six games. This is the best Lamar Jackson's played since his MVP season back in 2019. That's probably fair. Yeah. Um, that was his rookie year, right? It was his second year. I okay. believe. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know if there's going to be weather in this game, probably given it's in Baltimore. Um, I think my heart says lions, but my mind says Ravens to pick. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to give the nod to the Ravens in this one. All right. Um, I think it's going to be a late Justin Tucker field goal uh, that, that gives them the win. Um, I'm going to go twenty uh, Ravens, 27, Lions, 24. Uh, I'll, I could easily see uh, the Lions winning, though. Like, I, I could easily be wrong on my pick here. I, I feel like it's a,
1: a legit toss-up game. Okay. I fu- Were you going to finish something there? Or? No, no, no. I was just getting your thoughts. I fully agree that this is a toss-up game. I think these are two largely evenly matched teams. Um. But I think the Lions, if you look at just the six weeks, the Lions are five and one. The Ravens are four and two. The Lions have been more impressive. Uh, I'm not sure like how much stock I'm going to put into the fact that this is in Baltimore. Uh Last year, Jared Goff, his home road splits were pretty noticeable at home. He put up incredible efficient efficiency but great numbers they won most of their own games on the road now this is last year on the road nowhere close is good uh their offense kind of fell off off a cliff he turned the ball over more this year so how many road games they played at kansas city they only scored 14 points in that game despite the win they played at green bay they won that game fairly comfortably. Goff, didn't do a didn't do a whole lot. It was mainly their running game. And they played at Tampa, in which he was great against Tampa. So um this is probably the toughest environment that they've played. I mean Kansas besides Kansas City, duh. Um, but this will be a tough environment um against a good defense on the road. But I'm trying to like these teams are probably like I said, they're very much in the same tier. Uh, I think Baltimore is a better defense. I think Detroit has a more dangerous offense though. So I think that's the biggest matchup in this game is Detroit's offense against Baltimore's defense. I think Baltimore can score points against the Lions defense and the Lions defense has been much better this year than I would have anticipated. I think – Lamar can do some if Lamar can play well against the Browns defense he can absolutely play well against the Lions defense so I am not or worried about Lamar playing well in this game and I actually think Jared Goff is going to play well in this game too I think this will be a relatively high, I think it's gonna be like a mid-scoring game I think uh-huh. both teams are gonna score anywhere from like 17 to 24 points um I am going to take the Ravens though Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a Justin Tucker field goal. I think the Lions are going to have the ball late in the game, and their defense is going to make a last-second stop to preserve the victory. So I'm going to say Ravens Ravens 24, Lions 20. I think it's going to be a really good – this honestly like, might be the most – either this game or a game that we're going to preview later on, probably the most evenly matched game on the upcoming slate
0: yeah i think uh besides the dolphins and Eagles, it is yeah definitely yeah definitely uh in contention for that that matchup of the week um another great matchup uh that we're going to talk about uh is the chargers uh and the chiefs um and this one's in kansas city i believe right yes it is yeah um uh, every t- it seems like every time the Chargers and Chiefs match up, it's a great game. It's just yes, I was scoring. just about to, I was just about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's high scoring. You know, defense usually optional. Um, great quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, ooh, uh, so I think I think the Chiefs' defense is probably the difference in this game. Um, I just – the Chargers really – I don't have any faith in their defense, you know. I I just don't see how this is the game that their defense shows up, you know, and and shuts down Patrick Mahomes and company. Um, So I think the Chiefs' defense is probably going to be the edge. I think the question is can can Mahomes and uh, his limited receiving core score enough points – you know, uh, to to edge the Chargers, um, my my guess is my my educated guess is yes. I have more faith in the Chiefs at this point that I do the Chargers. They're just more well a more well rounded team. Um, so I really I really want to see uh I really want to see the Chargers win. Honestly, I want to see them win. You know, I, yeah, I. I Nothing against the Chiefs or whatever, but I feel like if the Chargers won this game, it would be a a season-changing win, potentially. Like, it could be. And oh, for sure, yeah. I think for the Chargers to get that done, they're going to need to run the ball. They're going to need to take the, the ball away from uh, the Chiefs' offense. I think those are the two biggest things for the, for the Chargers to win, because uh, they cannot compete. You know, they cannot they can but like they i don't think with their coaching staff and the blunders that they've been making will can get the, a close game situation at the end uh and rely on getting a win with the, with the history of what they've done before like I don't, I don't see how it changes this game you know so having said that i'm going to pick the chiefs to win uh 31 and the
1: the chargers uh 24 You're certainly right about every Chiefs-Chargers game being essentially a shootout. (laughs) Um, This game is not in primetime, but I believe it's the national window afternoon game on CBS this week. So many people will be watching that game. Um, This is the worst possible game for the Chargers coming off their loss last Monday night. Going to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Like it'd be different if it was like against like a team at their level or a a really, really bad team, like the Patriots or the bears, the Broncos, someone of that regard. Um, I think the, I, I'm in complete agreement that the best unit of all, both these teams combined right now is the chiefs defense, the chiefs defense. They don't, they, they don't give up anything. They gave up 14 points. to The lions Nine points to the Jaguars, ten points to the Bears, and most of those points were in garbage time, I believe. Eighteen points to the Jets, I think that's their season high. Oh, they get twenty to the Vikings, but the Vikings had a late drive in that game to get to twenty, and they just gave up eight points to the Broncos. Like there are some respectable offenses there. The Jaguars are a really good offense. The Lions are a really good offense. Uh, the even the Vikings have a potent offense. Um, so the Chiefs' defense has been outstanding. The Chargers just have so much holes offensively without with the injury to Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's the only guy that scares you in the passing game. Austin Eckler, nothing personal. He's better. Austin Eckler is better in fantasy than he is in real life. <laughs> I think the Chiefs could could neutralize him. Um and I think Herbert, Justin Herbert could have a tough time in this game, just because the Chiefs. Like if you put you bracket Keenan Allen, who who else you throw into Gerald Everett, Josh Palmer. Like if 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 the Chargers win this, if Justin Herbert wins this game, beats the Chiefs, throwing to Gerald Everett and Josh Palmer, put him in the Hall of Fame immediately. I mean, like I just I just um I just don't see how the Chargers offense can score more than seventeen points in this one. The Chiefs offensively have been have not been as good as they usually are, and that's largely due to the fact that the receiving core is Travis Kelsey and a bunch of guys. I mean, Rasheed Rice, the rookie, has shown a lot of promise. Outside of that, like they don't really have anybody that scares you. Like Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, they traded. They actually traded for McCall Hardman, McCall uh, Hardman, who was there for the last four years. He was on the Jets. He was doing nothing there. They traded for him today. I'm not sure what McColl Hardman brings this game, though, because he's not exactly a game-changer either. Um, So it's two offenses that are pretty limited, but the only objectively bad unit in this game is the Chargers defense. Um, The Chiefs had a mini buy because they played on Thursday night last week. I think they could put up points in this game against this Chargers defense, which basically has – three good players and nobody that really keeps you up at night um so yeah that this game isn't really too hard to preview largely because the Chargers are limited offensively against a great defense on the road the Chiefs are also limited offensively but they're playing a poor defense at home Mahomes has always destroyed the Chargers as has Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey feels like every time he plays the Chargers he scores he has like a hundred 20 yards and two touchdowns at least. So I'm gonna go Chiefs 30, Chargers 17. I just I just think the Chiefs are too have been too good defensively for me to have any faith in the Chargers to get it going against them, especially in Arrowhead. So it'll be it'll be it'll be very different than Chiefs, Chargers games of the past. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And uh, it'll be different because these two teams are different than what we've seen before. Yes. Uh, moving on to our third and final matchup of week seven. Uh, it, this could be the game of the week for sure. And I, I personally, I'm really excited for this game. Yes. Uh, the, the dolphins versus the Eagles in Philly um, uh, potential to be game of the year. Uh, two high flying offenses, uh, two defenses that are good, good defenses, not great. Um, Owen, uh, how about you start off on this one? Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? What's your prediction? Uh, what do you think both quarterbacks will do um, given their uh, recent performance?
1: Okay, so so you said the Eagles, the Dolphins' defense. I agree; with. they're they're adequate. They're not great. I mean, they they gave up. They let the Panthers march down the field in the against on their opening two drives. Now they did buckle down the rest of the game, but that's a little concerning. The Eagles, the Eagles' front seven is outstanding. I mean, they're, they sacked Zach Wilson like four times last week, um, and the Dolphins' offensive line is adequate, but it's not—it's not like an elite unit. I think the Eagles could get a lot of pressure on Tua in this game. Um, okay, so that I, that I think that's an advantage they have there: is the Eagles' front against the Dolphins' offensive line. But the strength of the Dolphins is their passing game, and the weakness of the Eagles' defense thus far has been their passing defense. Um, their, their secondary, their safeties are not anything special. Um, so I think that – so that's kind of like – it's kind of tough for me there because there's there's strengths and weaknesses of both unit units. Oh. One notable thing about the Dolphins' offense this year through six games – so they had a huge game against the Chargers, but it's the Chargers' defense. They went. They played the Patriots on the road, and they put up they put up points in the game. They scored twenty four points, but by their standards this season, that's kind of like a meh offensive performance. Uh-huh. And then they played the Broncos' defense at home. We all know what happened there. Uh, then they went. They played the Bills on the road. They got off to a good start, but struggled to keep up in that game. And then their last two games are against the Giants and the Panthers at home. So the trend there is they've played two road games against two good, or in the Patriots' case, at least like above-average defenses. I mean, although Patriots' defense was much better then than it is now. Agreed. And it has not been as it has not been the juggernaut that they've been in their home games against. Poor teams. I mean, the Broncos and the Giants and the Panthers, you can make a respectable argument. Those are the three worst teams in the league. So that's like the Eagles. So I think the Dolphins will have some struggles offensively in this game. It's not going to be the high flying show that it has been for a decent portion of this season. As for the Eagles offense against the Dolphins defense, I think they could put up points. The Dolphins defense is nowhere close to – I shouldn't say nowhere close, but its I think its we both can agree the Jets defense is much better than the Dolphins defense. Would you agree with oh, yeah. that? Yeah, definitely. It, at home. I don't know if Lane Johnson will be playing, um, but even if Lane Johnson does not play in this game, I think this could be a bounce-back game for Jalen Hurts and company. Um, they could run the ball – they just they need to have a more balanced attack in terms of play calling. They need to, you can't have Jalen Hurts throw the ball 45 times, which he did last week. That's not a recipe for success. That's not how they're built. Um, so for that reason, I think the Eagles have the advantage in more matchups. I think Jalen Hurts will have a bounce back game. He's he's back home. Um, and I think Tua could play well too. But one thing with Tua, like against Really against good defenses on the road, he has not been quite the same. Um, so I'm gonna say the Eagle, I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think I still think the Dolphins can put up points. Um, just because they're so talented. The Eagles passing defense has been leaky at times. But I think the I think um the Eagles will pull away at the end. I'm gonna say Eagles 31, Dolphins 24. I think the Eagles score a touchdown late, late in the game. To 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 get the lead. Okay, wow, you covered that one really well. That was really good.
0: Um, I, I'm I'm in a wholehearted agreement with you. To be honest, uh, I do think that Eagles' uh, defense could could be just enough. I don't think they're going to completely hold down the Dolphins uh, in the slightest, but I think that's just been kind of the defense they've been this year. Is just they their bend don't break. And they have more talent than what they're showing. You know, they they could be a lot better at defense than they are right now because they have a they've lot. They've
1: been talent. better in recent weeks, and they've only had one rough game defensively, and that was against the Commanders.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but but they've just left a little bit to be desired. You know, a little bit to be desired considering their talent. I agree for sure. With with their arguably the best defensive line in football, uh, they have a good linebacking unit. Good, good secondary that has not been playing great. Um, so I do think Tua will exploit their secondary for sure. He's going to have some big gains uh, to Tyreek Hill and Jen, Jen Waddle. I see both of them having good games. Um, I do think that Hill might get shadowed by uh, uh, Darius Slay so that maybe that could slow him down a little bit, but not completely You know, mm.
1: take him out. So I can, Gary Slay is a good player. He's not Deion Sanders. Like yeah. you know. But they he's have a good, good enough player. He's a good enough player where like he could slow down Hill a little bit, I think. Yeah. And they have a good corner on the other side too. Uh, James Bradbury. Probably,
0: yeah, he'll be coming bottle, probably. Um so uh I I, I agree though. I, I think this is gonna be a bounce back game for the Eagles. Um should be good games all around for all their weapons. Uh, A.J. Brown should go off again. Um, he, he might have 200 yards this game. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I want to see Devontae Smith get, inv- get more involved. I want to see them get more carries to, to Swift. Um, maybe get some of Dallas Goddard here and there. Um, but having said that, I do think the Eagles are going to win uh, by a score of – I'm, I'm I'm gonna say they're gonna put up 40 points this game.
1: 40 points.
0: Wow. Yep. I'm wow. gonna say
1: Eagles win 42 to 37. Okay. Wow. That's that that's that'll be like a game of the game of the century right there. <laughs> 42-37. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um like the Dolphins, like my concerns to them, like I said, their defense and how their offense plays against good defenses on the road. So we'll see how they answer. I think they'll 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 play a, a good game, but I think they'll lose. Um, and I think the Eagles will get back on track with this one. But again, it's two two of the five best teams in the league playing on prime time. A, a far cry than uh <laughs> the Giants. I'm, I hope we don't have to see the Giants in primetime any, anymore this year. Oh yeah. So we're six weeks into the season and i think there's enough data where we can like make some judgments on some things so we're going to do a segment here called buy or sell so what i'm going to do is i'm going to say make a statement and we're going to buy or sell if we agree we buy if we disagree we say sell i have five statements here that i'm going to make and we're going to we're going to judge them and see see how accurate it is so the first one i have here is with the Eagles and the 49ers losing to inferior opponents this past week, are the Lions the best team in the NFC at this moment, buy or sell? Uh,
0: I'm selling that right now. Uh, I still think it's I still think it's the 49ers. Uh, 49ers, Eagles, and then Lions, maybe. Um, okay. I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but. I don't I'm think some game this. shouldn't, shouldn't – that's not fair to the 49ers.
1: Yeah. Like I, I'm not going to succumb to recency bias here. Uh, I'm selling this. I think the Lions at this moment are the third best team in the NFC. I still think San Francisco is better. I still think Philadelphia is better. I put the Lions third, though. I think they're better than the Cowboys at this point. Um, but, no, I do not think they're the best. That would just be peak recency bias. Yep. Uh, the second thing here is – With the Bengals on a two-game winning streak heading into their bye to even their record at 3-3, and are they back to being legit Super Bowl contenders, buy or sell?
0: Uh, I'm selling that, too. Um, I still think we need to see a lot more for them to be back in that Super Bowl conversation. I do think they're back in the playoff conversation, for sure. Uh, Not playoff buy, but probably wildcard at this point. Uh, Uh Yeah. But yeah, I'm selling that.
1: I'm also going to sell because I just need to see their offense do have like a good game against a team that's not the Cardinals. They scored like here are their points that their offense has scored in every non-Cardinals game this year: three against the Browns, I believe, eighteen against the Ravens. Nope. I don't know if that's right. Seventeen against seventeen against the Ravens. Seventeen against the Ravens. Um. But um, what else? Oh, uh, Uh, I don't know how many they scored against the Browns. Uh, Oh, 19 against the Rams, three against the Titans, 17 against the Seahawks. Yeah. That's not, that's just, that's just not good enough. I need to see more from their offense. I do have faith in their defense. I do think they are playoff contenders. I can't get to Super Bowl contenders yet.
0: Yep. You were, you were getting ready to mail it in last week on them.
1: Um, When they lost the Titans, I was ready to mail it in, and I said, "If they lose one more game, I'm I'm done. I'm 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 writing them off." But they (laughs) they they won their last two. But I just I I got to see a little more um for them for me to call them Super Bowl contenders. Fair enough. Next one at this point in the season is Tua the MVP front runner.
0: Uh, I'm buying that. Uh. I think he has. Uh, I think it's his touchdown to pick ratio is. Uh, I think it's fifteen to four or something like that. Uh, I can look that up right now. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think he definitely is firmly in that MVP race, uh, and he, with his teammate, you know, Tyreek Hill, they're yes. probably the top two at this point. It's um, uh,
1: two has fourteen touchdowns, five picks. I think, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean those numbers by themselves and he I think he's top five passing yards too. Yep. Um so yeah. He almost has, he almost has two thousand passing yards in six wow. games. So, yeah, he, he's definitely the, the front runner right now. I feel like no question about it.
1: I think right now he's the front runner just based on his stats, his team's five and one. I do not think he's going to win it though. I, I think Another guy is going to come up, maybe Mahomes, maybe Allen. We'll see. Um, although if the Dolphins win the division over him, it'd make it it'd be tough to argue Allen. Um, but I think I I'm not sure if he's going to win it because I, I think another guy is going to come up, and I think Tua does have a history of kind of you know falling off, of, tailing off a little bit in the second half of the season as he did last year. Oh. But as of right now on October 18th, I how could you not say he's the leading MVP candidate? He's putting up outstanding numbers. He's leading the best offense in the league. And his his team is five and one in, I think, legitimate Super Bowl contenders at the moment. So I am buying that statement as of right now, but I'm selling it for the entire season. I'd agree with that part of it too. So, yeah. Um, next one here is are the Rams going to make the playoffs? Uh their record is
0: what, right? They're now? three and three. Okay. Who? Uh, well, they're in one of the tougher divisions in football. Um, so that's gonna be difficult. Oh, that's gonna be hard.
1: That's hard. I'll have you answer you go, you answer this one first. I am buying this. Because when you look at the Rams this year, they beat Seattle. They lost a respectable game to San Francisco. They lost to Cincinnati. Okay. They then beat the Colts. They lost to Philly in a game that was not a blowout. And they beat Arizona. So their next game is against Pittsburgh, by the way. I think they're going to win about nine games this year. And I think that will be enough for them to sneak into the playoffs As like the seventeenth, their offense has been out has actually been really good this season outside of a game like one game. Their defense, despite not having a lot of talent outside of Aaron Donald, has been surprisingly good as well. They've been like but most metrics say they they're a really good team at the moment. Um, Matthew Stafford is playing really well. Um, Sean McVay's. You know, I think he, if 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 I if you were to give coach the year candidates, I think Sean McVay would be leading because everyone everyone predicted the Rams to be bad this season. Like they were predicting them to win like five games, and it would be him or McDaniel for sure. Him or McDaniel, those are probably the top two. Yeah, um, so I'm buying that. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll win just enough games but i do not think they're like serious threats to do anything once they get once they get to the playoffs but i do think they will get there yeah you definitely made a good case there
0: and convinced me so uh i'll buy
1: okay all right and the last one here is are the patriots your your favorite team the <laughs> worst team in the nfl
0: Ooh, wow! I mean, they just lost the Raiders, which were one of the worst teams in the NFL. So it's going to come down to the Patriots, the Giants, and the Cardinals, and the Bears, probably, and the, Pan- and the Panthers, Broncos. Um, who? I'll sell that. Uh, still, I think the Panthers are probably the worst. Um, worse than the Broncos. Uh, Because of quarterback play, I still think, you know, you'd probably take Russell Wilson over Bryce Young at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll sell that right now. Man. It could definitely be the worst by the end of the year, though.
1: The Patriots had a weird year because they were competitive against Philly. They were competitive against the Dolphins. They beat the Jets. And then the last three weeks, they've just been an objective disaster. Yeah. I do not think they are the worst team. I still think – I still think the Bears are the worst team, even though they have a win. I mean, they beat the Commanders. Um, they had to win that game because I believe uh, franchise legend Dick Butkus died, so like they they had to win that game for him. Yeah, uh, I still think the Bears are the worst team. The Patriots, yeah, I got to tell you though, they're probably in the bottom four or bottom three. Like oh, they're, yeah. they're they're an atrocity at the moment. What do they do well? Like I'm not trying to like you know bash your favorite team. But, like, their offense is a disaster. Their defense is not terrible. But, like, with their defense, like, psychologically, they know how bad the offense is. So, they're they're under so much pressure throughout the game.
0: It's, it's probably their rush defense is part of their strength.
1: Yeah. They have been locking down running backs. But that's it. You though. know, Belichick, like, like, what do you make of him? Because, like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, this is... I don't know. Like, are are they tanking? Like, is their next two games, by the way, the Bills and the Dolphins.
0: Oof, they're going so, go,
1: to oh, yeah.
0: go for sure. Um, I, I don't really. Eh, I don't think it's really that on Bill Belichick. I, I mean, he is the head coach who's so responsible, but they're getting cor- terrible quarterback play right now. They're yeah, the ball they can't run the ball versus anybody. Uh their their hands are tied offensively, and that's affecting their defense. So.
1: I don't think it's on Bill Belichick, the coach. I still think Belichick's a good coach. It's on Bill Belichick, the GM, though. Bill Belichick is not a good general manager, and it's finally fully caught up to them this season. Yep. Because in, like, the other post-Brady years, like, first year post-Brady, yeah, they won seven games, whatever. 2021, they actually made the playoffs. Last year, they were hovering around 500 the entire year. And this year is when it's fully just like come crashing down. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it's it's a tough year for for uh, us New England fans, you know. But
1: yeah, I mean, when no, you one do- really, no one really feels bad for you.
0: When you go on a ten year run of just excellence and dynasty, you know, there's gonna be some regression coming, especially after you lose. Uh I
1: wonder like when that when that when when is that gonna to happen to the Chiefs? I would assume when I if whenever Mahomes they lose Mahomes, yeah. I don't like if Mahomes retires, if who knows if he finishes his, his career there. It's a long ways away from that being a conversation, but yeah. um you know everything comes to an end. I mean, the Bulls were terrible once Michael Jordan retired. So um, <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed being a fan of that team when they were dominating the league in the 2010s. I did, yeah, I did enjoy yeah, it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Is that about, is that about it?
0: Yeah i I think it's about it. I feel like that was really good. We we uh, we covered a lot of topics and. uh <laughs> uh previewed the upcoming week and uh should be a pretty good week i hope you uh you're gonna be watching all the games
1: i will um so i obviously so what i do is like i have game like i watch one game at a time on the tv an early window game the late window awesome. game then sunday night game and then i have the rest of the games on red zone so on my computer
0: yeah i have like all the windows open with all the games up so
1: that's how i do it so all right all right so, uh, what, what's up? So yeah, it should be it should be a fun week. hopefully we see better offensive football than what we just saw last week.
0: Yeah, I think we should should be a better week ahead. Um, that's gonna wrap it up for the latest edition of the unlimited NFL podcast. Uh, Owen, it's been good talking football with you this evening and uh, we uh, thank you we thank everyone for listening and uh, we will see you next time.